0: Welcome to the Restore Church Sermons Podcast. We're so glad you joined us here today. We hope that through this message you are encouraged, challenged and strengthened. If you want to know more about Jesus, Restore Church or have any questions, please head to restorechurch.com.au Alright, if you guys want to find your seats, take a seat again. Welcome again to everyone joining us online this morning. It's great to have you with us. And uh, I checked the comments just before. Great to see a bunch of you watching. And it's very fun. Um, So I'm very excited. I get to finally preach with people in the room again, which is very fun for me. Um, I don't think I ever looked forward to a sermon where I was recording it to a camera, but I it was definitely looking forward to this morning, preaching with you lovely people. So it's uh, good to see half your faces this morning, those beautiful, good-looking eyes staring back at me. It's fantastic. Um, now, this morning, I'm going to preach a message, as you can see, called Better Connectivity. Now, uh, who in this room has a smartphone? Okay, a better question, maybe a, a better question would be, just, is there anyone, maybe even on the, on the chat, who doesn't have a smartphone? Nobody. Maybe you have a phone like this. Maybe you have a car phone. Maybe you, I don't know what else there is. A Nokia brick phone, maybe you have something like that. I don't think anyone does anymore. I, I don't think I could think of one person who doesn't have a smartphone. It's crazy, we all have these devices. Um, and I kind of want to use that as an example. This morning, because in the top corner of your little device, you'll see there's these four bars that drive everybody crazy. Those are bars that represent better signal, right? And I could be hanging out with somebody and we'll be having a nice time. And then the the bars will drop down or they'll go down to zero and they'll start freaking out and become this like crazy person, right? They're like freaking out that there's no connection. And um, I've seen people lose their minds over this thing. Like people will literally go all Lion King on me. They'll just be holding it up, trying to get better signal. And it's, you look like an idiot, basically. I see people do all sorts of things. I've seen people climb on top of cars to get better signal. I've seen people climb on top of picnic tables, wandering around looking for signal. I've seen people go from pleasant people to like swearing at Telstra and Optus um, in, in the next minute. It's just funny how these four bars can totally change our mood. Anyone else relate to that? Yeah, a few people. Signal strength indicator. Um, The lengths we go to to get better signal. And actually, even on a youth camp, I remember we had a youth camp one time where we had no signal down in the valley where we were camping. And we had kids hike like 30 meters up a hill, or 30 30 minutes up a hill, just so they could like check their Snapchat. And they exercised in order to get their Snapchat. So it was great. It was probably a good good little mix there. But they're just that desperate. They're willing to sweat and blood and tears to get to the top so they could check their phone. Um, And why do we do this? Because. I think mostly because our phones work better with better signal. In fact, your phone was designed to work at its best with a full signal. And you guys are like, wow, that's amazing. I've never thought about that. That's fine. The, the point is this, that you and I are actually very similar. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm having a hard time not walking. I'm sorry. I'll get out of frame, so I have to stay still. Um, you and I are created for connection. And you and I actually work better and operate better when we're connected to each other. Um, that were actually created for created for relationships. In Genesis two, it says this: uh, God said that it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So here's Adam. He's been created in the garden in this perfect paradise where everything is just absolutely incredible. You, there's no, the perfect weather all the time. You don't even have to wear clothes. It's just amazing weather all the time. You're never cold, never too hot. Um, you can eat whatever you want and you don't get fat. There's just like He's actually walking every day with God in the garden. And yet God still says, it's not good for this guy to be alone. And so even at the very beginning, we see that, that God actually always has wanted for us to be connected to other people, um, which is crazy. we need connection, we need each other, and other people need you i i uh, I love the TV show, the office. Anyone else watch the office? Um, yeah, it's a fantastic show. if you don't watch it, um, you've got to get onto it. It's just great right There's a lot of sermons you can get out of that show um, but i was I was on I'm on Twitter, which is I don't know if that makes me old, but I'm on Twitter and I was following someone who's, who's not actually Christian, but they, had, they said this. They said, the reason why shows like Friends in the office are so beloved is because they show us what we truly want in life. A tight-knit social group that we're a part of, no matter how bad we screw up. And I thought, that's pretty insightful um, for someone who's, you know, not a part of a church or anything. And I, I tweeted back, I'm like, so basically what we want is the church. Um, and that was a great discussion. But, you know, we, we all have that. Every single person on the planet, that connection, that, that, uh, sorry, that craving for connection and for community, um, every human on the planet desires that, a place that you can always belong no matter how bad you screw up. I think that's so important. The church is actually essential. The church is essential in, in restoring humanity. We are God's plan. We are uh, God's design for restoring this planet, for restoring humanity, for bringing life and bringing joy and hope and purpose to people's lives. And so, so we're it. So God has actually created us and has put us here together for a purpose and for a reason. This isn't just a nice idea. This is actually, this is it. This is plan A. And so uh this gathering on a Sunday is, is important, but, but our community is so much more than just a Sunday gathering, that, that our community should, all, should be all about belonging, belonging to a group of people and a healthy group of people. And so today I wanted to quickly run through a few points on what church community, I think a healthy church community looks like. It's kind of the blessing that comes from a good community. And then towards the end, maybe talk a little bit about a, a challenge for us um, so I'm just going to kind of go through these. If you want to take notes, you can write them down. There's not like numbers 1 through 10. They're not in any order. These are just a few points I was as, as I've been thinking about community. Number one is this church community should be encouraging. Church community should be encouraging. I think this is one of our primary purposes, that we can actually come together and encourage one another. I know I find so much encouragement from people in this specific church community that it's been a huge blessing to my life. Galatians 6.2 says that we can share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. I think that's just awesome that we can actually lighten the load for other people. That we can, you know, take a burden from somebody and carry it with them. We can actually walk through with other people. Who here has been blessed or been, you know, encouraged by other people in this church community? I know that I have found it absolutely life-giving. And there are times when other people have carried me through a season. And that's awesome. That's, that's actually what we're designed for. And that's a healthy church community that we can help each other through these hard times. We can be an encouragement to one another through the highs and the lows, that we can be there for one another. And I think that's awesome. And I think we do a great job of that. Second one is this, church community should be fun. I think that church community should always be fun. A healthy church community should be fun. And we here, we like to have a bit of fun. We like to laugh. We try not to take things too seriously. Um, I like to not think too highly of myself that I can be the butt of a joke, and I'm fine with that. Um, but I think, we, I think that's actually a really healthy thing, and a very good indicator of a healthy community is the ability to have fun. I think um, I've been into some churches, and it's very somber. It's very mellow it's very everyone's very serious and uh, it's not the place to laugh and and it feels like a funeral in fact i've been to some funerals that were more fun than some of these churches and and it's funny that you can go into a place and i feel like i'm looking around for the casket like who's died here like what's happened um and i realized the party has died that's probably what's happened but you know you go into these places and it's so sad and i think that that they think that we think sometimes that we're doing a good thing by being serious and taking this seriously but, you know, what I found is that joy and laughter are all signs of life. And our God is a God of life. And, and He loves that. Like, God is the one who invented humor. God is the one who invented laughter. There's no coincidence that every single culture on the planet laughs. Like, that's something that's inside of us. God has put that inside of us. And so I think to have fun is, is a really healthy thing and that we should have fun here. We shouldn't. It's not always going to be fun, but that it should that should definitely be fun. And I think if there's not, there's, you're missing something. Psalm 133 says, How wonderful and pleasant is it when brothers live together in harmony. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together and sisters in harmony. You know, being back together last week was such a reminder of that for me and for my wife. We, it was the first week back. We came in and we, we, were sitting through, <coughs> we were sitting through worship. I wasn't choking up then. I think I'm just I'm not used to preaching. Um, we were sitting here and I remember just turning to Hannah. I was like, this is just so good. Like, it's so good just to be here here together um, and I think it caught me off guard I was not expecting it to be as refreshing as it was and even afterwards we we chatted out, out the back and then we actually went to the tuck shop with a bunch of people and got a coffee and I just found it so refreshing and I didn't realize how much I was missing it and I think there's real refreshment and there should be real fun and just joy in life by being in a church community next one is this church community can be hard Church community can be hard. I originally wrote, should be hard, and my wife corrected me. She's like, no, it probably shouldn't always be hard, but it, it can be hard. Church community can be hard, but that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. I think um, as soon as hardship comes up, a lot of us feel like we're in the wrong place, or we're doing something wrong, or this, this shouldn't be happening. But it's actually all part of it, because we're imperfect people, right? Rubbing up against other imperfect people, and, and that's just what's going to happen. People are messy. People suck. People suck. You suck, I suck, okay, and that's okay. Um, we make mistakes, we're, we're, we're a bit rough on the edges, and that's actually a good thing, that we can annoy each other, but, but other people are the only way often that we're going to grow in certain areas of our life. There are, if, I, if I was all by myself, there are so many things that would go unnoticed in my life that I don't realize I have an issue with because no one's ever brought it out in me, right? But then I can get around people and all of a sudden I'm cranky or I'm impatient or I'm, and I'm like, where's all this stuff coming from? It was there all along, but other people bring it out. Right? And so if you want to be a more patient person, you're going to have to get around people who tick you off a little bit. If you want to be more wise, you have to get around people who uh, have wisdom. You're going to, like, there's all these things that we actually get from being around other people in a, in a hard community. And so there are times when I definitely don't want to be here on a Sunday. Am I allowed to say that as a pastor? I'm not sure. But there are definitely Sundays where I don't feel like coming. It's weird. Like, it's not even, there's any specific reason. Just sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like it. But then I, then I get here, and almost every single time, it's just a blessing to be together. And I'm like, man, that was great. There are times where I don't want to go to my Connect group on a Wednesday, and, and it's like the best Connect group I've ever been a part of, and I absolutely love them. But there are so many nights where I'm like, I don't feel like going tonight, or I just... Meh, I'm just feeling a bit down, or whatever it is. And I'll go, and at the end, I'm like, man, this was so great. I'm so glad I I went. Right? And there are so many times where we just don't feel like it. There are times when it's hard. There are times we have to push through. But I find that there's always blessing as we do that and as we gather together in all sorts of ways, not just on a Sunday. Colossians 3, verse 13 says this Make allowance for each other's faults. That's a challenging one. Make some room for other people to mess up. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone, which is tricky. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And that's, that's a challenge for us here, that we would forgive anyone, that we would continue to meet together, continue to stick together, even when we've messed up, even when we've, we've stuffed up and other people know it, that you're still welcome here and that we actually allow that grace for other people and they'll allow that grace for us. Community can be hard. It shouldn't only be hard, but it can be hard at times. Next one is this. Church community will help you grow closer to Jesus. When, um, whenever we have a youth camp, I usually ask our guys at the beginning of the week, you know, what do you want to get out of this week? And almost every one of them will say, I'm um, like, grow closer to Jesus. And I think they mostly say that because they don't know what else to say. But I think there's something there. I think we all want that. We all want to grow closer to Jesus. We all want more of Jesus in our life. And, as, I, and I've, as I've looked back over, over my life, almost every single one of the significant God moments, those moments that I look back on and it has shaped the way that, that I behaved, it maybe changed my life, it maybe led me to a greater area of freedom or whatever it is. Almost every single one of those significant moments were in the context of community. Um, there are times during worship where someone is leading worship, whether it's here or at college or at other churches I've been to, and, and and God will speak to me during worship, and I'll be weeping, and He'll, He'll change my life in that moment. There are times when someone is preaching, and something will stand out, and God will highlight it to me, and God speaks directly to my heart, and He challenges that, and that's through someone speaking. There have been times when someone has prayed over me, and just encouraged me, and that's helped me get through the week. There has been times when someone has prophesied over my life, and it's been extremely accurate, and it's Um, it's been scary, but it's actually shaped my life. There have been times where I've just been in the room watching someone interact with someone else. They don't even know that I'm watching. I'm like kind of just a creep in the corner. And, And it'll impact my life. God will speak to me through the way that other people interact with other people. There's been so many times when God has shaped my life and changed me and molded me through the context of community. Very rarely has it been times where it's just me and God, just by ourselves. Um, even then it'll often be on the back of someone else challenging me with something or a thought or whatever it is or even through scripture Um, there have been moments like that and there have definitely been moments where God has spoken to me just one-on-one but I think so many of the moments in my life have been through the context of community other people have been the catalyst in order for me to go closer to Jesus and so I think it's funny when people say that you you could be a Christian but not be a part of a community I'm like Maybe technically that's true, but I know that for me, I've grown so much closer to Jesus because I've been committed to the church community. And that's actually helped me so much on my journey. So I think if you do love Jesus and you want more of Jesus, why wouldn't you want to be a part of this family? Why wouldn't you want to do everything you can to grow closer to Him and to learn and to grow? Next one is this. Church community should be an example for others. I love this this, um, chapter in John. It's Jesus and He's praying for us. He's praying for the future church. And this is what he says. He says, I'm not only praying for these disciples, but I'm also praying for anyone who will ever believe in me through their message, which is us. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I've given them glory, the glory you gave me, so they may be one as I am one. I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. I love how Jesus says that they would experience such perfect unity that the world will know that not only is Jesus king, but that we are his children. And that the the way that we do community shouldn't just be about us in this little bubble, but it should always be about an example to other people. Just even the way that we do community well will speak volumes to other people. And that can be such a message to bring people into a relationship with Jesus, which is crazy. It's not always just having to have, it's not, well, very rarely, maybe if ever, having a box on the sidewalk, preaching at people, saying, come to know Jesus, you know, like that old school way of evangelism, like so much of the way that we actually evangelize is through the way that we live, through the conversations, the relationships that we build, and even through the way that we do community together will lead people to Jesus. When we do community well, it actually points people to Jesus. I think that's so cool people see us sticking together despite our differences despite our backgrounds despite whatever nationality we are despite all the differences people are like what what holds you guys together and that points to Jesus people can see that that um, anyone is welcome and this is a safe place like that speaks volumes to people i know for our for a youth group that's always been one of our our primary goals is to make youth group a safe place that any kid could come and just be themselves and not feel like they're going to be teased or judged or whatever because I don't know about you, but there's very few places I can do that, where I can actually go into an environment and feel okay to be me. At work, we feel like we have to put some kind of a mask on. We feel like we have to make it look like we're performing better than we are, maybe, or whatever it is. With certain friends, we feel like we can't just relax and be ourselves. With Sometimes with our family, even at home, are, t- are tough places where we can't just relax and be ourselves. But imagine if this church community was a place that anyone could come and just walk in the door and feel like, I, I feel good just about being myself. I feel happy just to be me. Like that's such an incredible thing and we can actually create that for people. People see us loving each other genuinely, not just with this this surface level love, not just with a shallow kind of flattery level love, but we can actually love each other deeply and and with genuine affection. People desire that, people crave that. God wants us to experience this unity. And So all of these things, there's so many more, but I think all of these things are something that we need to, to fight for. To a, they don't just happen naturally. And even if we have them now, sometimes we can lose them. There's something that we have to continue to fight for, to be a healthy church community that, that welcomes people and, that in, and points other people to Jesus. Now, just like your phone, um, in fact, this The last two days, my phone has been having serious issues. For some reason, it keeps deciding. It doesn't have a SIM card in it, even though it does. And so I keep getting this little signal at the top that says SOS. Anyone ever get that little SOS up the top? My phone's gone into like emergency mode, okay? And I think sometimes that we, uh, as people, can get so far from the tower or from whatever else that we lose so much connection with the body that we go into emergency mode. We get, so, get in an SOS mode where we're, we're so removed, we're so alone that we're actually in a dangerous place in our own mental health, in our own selves, in our own environments. And I just challenge you today that don't let yourself get to that place. When you, know, when you notice the bars dropping down on your phone, you'll do anything to get it back up. You'll hold it up, you, whatever you have to do in order to get signal back. But some reason, when, when you know, we start dropping off of relationships in our lives, we don't tend to notice as quickly. Right? We don't have that little indicator in the top of our brain or something that shows us. But we have to be aware of this. That when, when you realize that you're starting to lose connectivity with the church or with other people or people that are good for you, that should be a warning sign that, that we need to do something. We actually need to push back in. One thing that I've, I've learned in my life is that I sometimes have to be the one that makes the effort to connect with people. I think I, I would love for everyone to be chasing me up all the time. I would love to have people who notice as soon as I drop off one week and they're, they're there to, to jump in and to save me. But that, in reality, I've never had that, right? I've never had anyone do that. I, even as a young guy, when I was about 18, 19, I was getting more serious just with my relationship with God. And, and I knew that I needed people to keep me accountable. And I knew that I needed older people in my life who could be mentors. And I didn't have anyone kind of offering that to me. So I I went out and pursued it. I went and asked a few guys that I looked up to, and I said, can I meet with you once a month? And then it was up to me to kind of text them and be like, hey, can we meet again this month? And and that actually was a real blessing for me. But I find a lot of even young guys in youth group or whatever feel upset when no one's ever called them up, you know, or no one's ever pursued them. Um, And people might have a great intention to do that, but in reality there are some times when we actually have to make the effort to stay connected. We can't just expect that other people are always going to chase us up. And that's hard, but it's good. Something we need to to fight for. My last last little thought is this, is I think, especially in this time, it can be very hard to stay connected. Um, It's probably not going to happen as naturally as it did before. Um, That you're actually going to have to put a little bit more effort in, in this season, in order to stay connected to the church community. We try and do our best to chase up with as many people as we can. We try and make as many ways to, to get there and to be connected and to join us. But there, in this season, it's going to take a lot more work from all of us to stay connected. From us as the staff and, and the pastors and the, the volunteers reaching out to people, we're going to have to put in more effort. And then everyone else that wants to join and be a part of this community is going to have to put in more effort than normal. It's something we're going to have to fight for. But my, my challenge, or I guess my thought today is, just to encourage you with, with how much of a blessing it actually is, that this is something worth fighting for, that there is so much blessing in being a part of a community and being committed to a group of people through thick and thin, through highs and lows, you'll find blessing in your own life. And then I think sometimes it can help me to kind of flip it on its head in order in, in, for me to stop thinking about how church community can bless me. And yes, I'll go because I know that this Sunday is going to be great for me or I'm going to be a part of it because, you know, I'm going to find reward at the other end of this. But sometimes to actually sit and think, okay, maybe I'm not feeling like I'm going to get a lot out of this week or maybe I'm already doing really great and I don't feel like I even need to go or whatever it is. But in order for you to maybe flip it on its head and think about, maybe I can do that for someone else. Maybe me going and gathering on a Sunday, maybe me going to connect group, maybe me calling someone up, is actually what someone else needs. Maybe it's not about me. Maybe this church community is, is there so I can be a blessing to people. That we, I know I find so much encouragement in, in other people speaking to my life or even just saying hello on a Sunday or, or all sorts of different things. I find that refreshing. Maybe I can actually do that for somebody else. And so in order for us to, to, to fight for that, to fight for the hearts of other people in our community and to actually look out for those who may be dropping off to think, you know, I want to do this not just for my sake, but I want to do this for everyone else. And so I encourage you to to push in in this season, um, to to gather together as often as we can, to get here on a Sunday. Um, It's not the be all and end all, but man, I found it so refreshing the last two weeks being here. I didn't realize how much I missed it till I got here. So I encourage you to get here and to be a part of it, to to fill up these seats, to to join together and to find refreshing in that and to be some refreshing to other people. I encourage you to, to commit to your connect groups and meet regularly. Um, Even if you feel like you've had a big day, even if you feel like whatever it is, don't let those little things stop you, push through. Even if you have to wear a mask on a Sunday and you don't like wearing masks, come. It's just a little thing, but it can mean so much to someone in order for you to be here. Um, I think there's all these little things that can can turn us off. And often it's not huge things that turn us away, it's just lots of little things. But Maybe we can just get over ourselves a little bit, myself included, and we can push through in this season and, and see that this community actually grows stronger. And grows closer and we see people come to know Jesus who've never known Jesus before, that we can actually be that community for other people who need it in this time. So that's my challenge for us this week, my challenge for myself, that we would be that church community that, that leads people to Jesus, that we could be that church community where anyone is welcome through thick and thin, that this is a place of belonging, a place of blessing. And so that's my prayer for us this morning. We're going to get the band up and we're actually going to go into communion we're going to go, and go into a time of communion with, with Jesus and communion with each other, that we can be better connected to Him. And this morning, as we remember Him and what He's done for us, I encourage you just to ask Him what He thinks and what He's maybe pointing you towards. God, would you speak to me? Would you show me what, what you want me to do in this season, what I can do to reach out to other people? Will you show me what I can do to, to help myself stay connected? Jesus wants to speak to you this morning as well. So let's remember Him. Let's find, um, find some time to do that. And so if you're online, you can take bread and juice in your own time, in your own households. And for the rest of us here, we'll go to the sides and we'll gather that and we'll, we'll come back and we'll worship at the end of that. So let's remember Jesus. Bless you, church.